go. It's another Clean Sheet Podcast. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to today's podcast. Today's podcast, match day two, opening weekend. Listen, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore Sports Show. And also go to my uh, Facebook page, Nice Podcasting, where you'll get the different shows that I have. Of course, this Clean Sheet Podcast that you're listening to. Also, soon to come, Will Walker Show and also the Bread of Life Devotional Thoughts. Let's get right into this. Manchester City Tottenham opening match. Okay, listen, we lost. I'm not happy yeah, you about mu- it, you but mad, I'm bro? not that upset either. Yeah, you mu- it was you a mad, one nil loss. <laughs> it's opening weekend. Fans are back in the stadium um, in Tottenham. They were going crazy. Song, hey, he's a, he's a handful, man. That dude is tough to stop when he's coming at your defensive backs. So he did what he did. He got the goal. They got the result, the positive result. All three points. We dropped three. Yeah, not that upset about it, but it is what it is. But I do want to comment on a headline that I saw on the Four Letter Network website after that match it basically said that the headline said that Tottenham didn't need um, Harry Kane to beat City but City clearly needs Harry Kane City does need Harry Kane because we do not have a bona fide number nine scorer on our roster not with Serge Aguero gone and he wasn't you know even in his last season with us he wasn't giving us much anyway as far as quality because of his injuries but there's no no quality number nine on City's team right now. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is sporadic. He's not consistent enough to be uh, put in that role on a consistent basis. He's a good sub, but he's not a, a bona fide number nine scorer along the lines of Eric Holland or Lewandowski for Byron or even Harry Kane. So, yes, we do need Harry Kane. But I, I know we, need, we didn't need Harry Kane to beat Spurs. And we don't need Harry Kane to top Spurs as far as the table. Uh, making a run for the Premier League title. But we do need Harry Kane in order to compete with the PSGs and the Bayern Munichs and the defending champion Chelsea uh, for the Champions League trophy. And Chelsea was extremely impressive in their opening match. I'll get to that later on. But anyway, um, yes, I'm expecting that signing to come down to the very last day of the transfer window being open. Um, Right now, you know, City's balking at that $150 million price tag that... uh, Chelsea, uh, basically that Tottenham has that they want for Harry Kane. City may be looking at 124. Somewhere in there they'll meet and agree. And I think Harry, the Harry Kane transfer to Manchester City will happen. So not very upset about the opening match. Dropping the three points. It is what it is. You're not going to win them all. So really, hey, it is what it is. All right, PSG played their third match um, on yesterday. If this team averages less than four goals, I'll be shocked in the in the top French league. They're just way the the quality. They're, 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 that's just too much quality on their team. And Wendelum on that ball club just gives them even more depth. I mean, Di Maria came off the bench and, and he got a goal in that match. Kylian Mbappe was able to do as was able to get a, a a goal, his first goal of the season, off a rebound. It's just way too much quality for the French league. And again. Because of Messi adding in with Neymar and Mbappe, they're just way, way too talented for anybody in the French League. I know Lille won the uh, French League title. They t- they finished at the top of the table last season, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. that To me, that's just one of them situations where last year was just off, period. Uh, but this season, I don't see PSG 
not being at the top of the uh, French league, the top French football league. I just don't see that. I mean, again, my my biggest on the only questions I have about PSG going into this this season, especially when it comes to their domestic play, is will they score? Will they average less than four goals per game? That's it. And speaking of Messi, his former club Barcelona, they won their open match, opening match convincingly, four to two over Sociedad. Um, Messi has been a huge presence at the Camp Nou and will be missing despite the positive result Barca had over uh, Sociedad. I think this season will be a great struggle for Barca uh, to get to the top of the La Liga table. And then the same goes for Real Madrid. The, those two teams are just not, they don't have the same type of quality they've had over the years. I mean, with great names. They got talent on that team, but those names are not the, the, the usual quality of talent that you're used to seeing with Barcelona or with Real Madrid. And Barca is just one of those teams, even with Benzema, they got a lot of young guys on that team. And then there's there's that rumor of Eric Holland possibly joining them next season and in the transfer window next summer or um, Mbappe. So I don't know if they will be able to sign those guys. I know they're going to probably try to throw a boatload of money at them so they can get a quality uh, striker up front. But still, for this season, no, they don't have the quality. Benzema is a good player. He is. He's a very good player. He's good in the air. He knows how to get in the position to get goals as evidence in that 4-2 win. I mean, in evidence in their uh, opening match they win. But Real and, and, and Barcelona are just not, they just don't have the same type of quality they've had over the years, especially Real when they made those, when they won the Champions League three years in a row with Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo. But the team that is the class, Atletico Madrid, they're the top team in the Spanish League. Point blank, period. You know, Luis Luis Suarez is still annoying as all get out. Uh, Jao Felix, up and coming, up and coming player. He, I think he has arrived. He's earned the trust of uh, Simeone, uh, Diego Simeone. He, he earned the trust of his manager. Um, and that's why he's been getting on the pitch. But I'm going to be totally honest with you as far as Atletico is concerned. I think they are the class team in the uh, La Liga, but I don't think they're going to make a strong run in the Champions League. But I, anything can happen with uh, Atletico Madrid side. They're such a great, they're, they're, they're so good defensively. They're hard to break down. And then with the quality that they have now, they can hit you on the counter from that defense. So uh, I don't know what Atletico is going to do in regards to making it uh, as, as far as a Champions League run, but I, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put anything against uh, them not being the class team of La Liga again this season. Let me go over, turn my attention over to the Bundesliga. Bayern secured a draw in their opening match, but they destroyed Dortmund in the German Super Cup. <laughs> Listen, Bayern Munich is just like PSG. They're the class team of, of the Bundesliga. They're, they are far and away the class team. Uh, Dortmund got an opening match win. Uh, Gio Reyna, the young American star, he did get a goal in, in Dortmund's opening match win, but they are—they were no match for Bayern Munich in that German Super Cup uh, match that happened midweek. So, Bayern is Bayern with the likes of Coleman, uh, Gennapri, uh Leroy Sané, and of course Lewandowski, who was, again coming off that career year, and then he's still scoring goals again this year. That man is 32, 33 years old, and he just seems to be getting better and better with age as he gets older, but. Listen, when you're playing with that much quality, 
and you're a quality number nine like Lewandowski, you're going to get goals because guys are going to get that ball in the box. You're going to get great service from these guys. And Alfonso Davies, Davis, Davies, Alfonso Davies is not, he is, that dude is really good. He He's really good. I mean, he had his breakout um, a couple of years, uh, a couple of seasons back where his speed was just off the charts. But now that speed has equal being a quality footballer. And that is really, given the fact that he came from the MLS, but still, he is one quality doggone football player. So, um, yeah, Bayern Munich is the class team of the Bundesliga. Dortmund, like I said, they won an opening match. Eric, Eric Holland is Eric Holland. Man, it's just going to be interesting to see where this kid goes. Dortmund's not going to be able to hold on to him. It's just going to be interesting. Was it Chelsea? Will it be Real Madrid? Or will another team, you know, to be able to throw a boatload of money at this kid? He's just one heck of an impressive goal scorer for a young man. One of the best I've seen uh, at his age in quite some time. But he, he is really good. One team that really impressed me in their opening match was Chelsea. Um, the Blues are going to be throwing the side of my Manchester City side. One team that thoroughly impressed me in their opening match was Chelsea. Um, one team that thoroughly impressed me in their opening match, that's Chelsea. The Blues are going to be a thorn in the side to my Manchester City side. Lukaku makes formidable uh, side to deal with, mainly because of his presence in the box. Uh, he's just not a physical hold-up player in the box. He can make runs at defenders with the ball at his feet. Um, that's the biggest improvement in his game uh, since he last played in the Premier League with uh, Manchester United. He is... He's a very quality number nine. Also, Chelsea's going to be a lot to handle. Even though Tammy Abraham has uh, left the side and go on and moved on to the Serie A, I thought he would be thought he would be a, a very good backup to Lukaku. But Chelsea's got so much depth. They can put Timo Warner there, uh, Werner there. They can put Timo uh, Werner there. I mean, they, I mean, they're just a quality squad. And um, two-two side is going to be tough. I mean, they could be the Premier League champion and they could successfully defend. Okay, my young Americans abroad. Um, I mentioned Reno, uh, he got a goal. So did Pulisic in Chelsea's opening day match. Um, Christian Pulisic will not be able to play um, this weekend and it may put him in jeopardy of uh, playing in the World Cup qualifying matches for the United States men's national team because he did test positive. Um, for COVID, but he said he has no symptoms and he's feeling great because he is vaccinated. So it's good for him. More young uh, MLS players are going to Europe to play football. Uh, John Luca Bazio is going to the Serie A, um, and he's going to play for a newly promoted team in uh, in Italy. Bazio is talented. Uh, he's not he's not a number ten. Uh, he's more of a six, which is a holding midfielder, defensive midfielder. Um, but I like the fact that he's going now. He's not going to wait to the end of the season like Brendan Arison did last year as when he moved over uh, to Strasbourg. And it's a good thing that he's going now. Uh, Basio's going now. He's going to be there at the start of the season as Serie A opens up this weekend. Um, so that's a good thing. I think more when these guys get that out, that call from Europe, don't finish out the MLS season. Go on over to Europe, man. The, the football is better. And to see young Americans go over there, that's just going to make the United States men's national team um, have a deeper roster, a more talented roster. Guys playing against top level competition in Europe. The MLS is the MLS. It's good for here in the domestic oh. league, here in the States. But it's well, not you. that top quality like European football. So guys like Basio getting ready to go over, uh, Basio going over to the Serie A and play is a good thing. 
can't wait to see what Caden Clark does uh, from New York Red Bulls as he's going to be going to RB's uh, Leipzig. That's going to be a, um, I, I, I'm really interested in that young man's progress because I think he has, he's a super talented player. Another guy, Matthew Hoppy. Now, Matthew Hoppy, he got a hat trick last season uh, for FC Schalke in the Bundesliga. And then he followed that with a couple of strong matches um, after he got that hat trick. Not didn't do too much later on, but that had a lot to do with the quality of players that he's playing with. And plus, FC Schalke was outclassed in most of the games that they played in. They just don't have that. They didn't have that type of quality on that roster. But the fact that he may be going to Everton is a huge deal. That's a big, big deal that uh, Matthew Hoppy is getting a look and not Daryl DK. I thought Daryl DK played well in the in uh, the English uh, second second division level last season for a team that was trying to get promoted but they did not make the promotion but anyway i thought that would keep dk would be the guy that would get the call but it's matthew hoppy that's getting the call uh on a possible move to everton i like hoppy i like his movement i think he needs to be a little bit he needs to have a little bit more presence in the box and knowing when to shoot and when to pass and when to be um yeah, holding center forward and when to make runs at defenders and he needs to get better in the air. But don't no mistake, although he burst onto the scene and not many of us knew who he was until he got that hat trick with FC Shocker last season. Matthew Hoppe, uh, he's a quality player. I like what I saw when he played with the United States men's national team in that gold cup. Didn't convert many chances, if any at all. But I like his movement. I like that he's a he's a threat against um center backs. And he may be the number nine for the U.S. men's national team. But he's got to get he's got to get quality pitch time for Everton. Although Everton is a mid-table um, team in the Premier League, but they do have quality players on that team. Let's see what happens with Hamas uh, Rodriguez and what, what they do with him. But still, that has a quality side. And for Matthew Hoppy to be getting a call to Everton is, uh, is really a big deal. Um, this other kid... Um, that may be making a move over there is Pepe from FC, FC Dallas. Listen, FC Dallas has put some dudes over in Europe from the, that image, that that academy, uh, the FC Dallas academy is really, if I'm a young soccer player in America, I don't care if I live in the Dallas area or Texas or somewhere in the Southwest, I'll be making my way to the FC Dallas academy because they are doing something right. I mean, Weston McKinney is a, is a, is a former FC Dallas academy player, Reggie Cannon, those type of guys and now Pepe who is a, who is a dual citizenship um, he has played for the United States men's under 17 team to um, also play on um, for the Mexican national team um, he's a young Mexican American so we'll see what he what he what he does in the future but he got a he got a hat trick this season one of the, uh, the youngest players in MLS history to do that I like this kid also but that's against MLS competition. He's gonna make it's gonna be a step up for him if he goes over to Europe. I think that move will happen before the transfer window in Europe closes. I like what I've seen from this kid. He's just been a highlight waiting to happen this MLS season. His runs, he's a guy that he's another one. He attacks the defender. I like nines that attack the defender. The striker, the number nine is the striker of the forward. I like guys like that. They attack the defender. They 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 they're aggressive and they're looking to get goals. That is what any number nine should want to do. That's why I got problems with, I always had problems with Josie Altador. I just didn't think he was a, a one of those attacking number nines. But anyway, so looking forward to see where Pepe goes. But the MLS, I tell you, their academies are doing well and they're putting young quality talent in uh, playing top, in the opportunity to play top European football. That is a great thing for the United States men's national team as the United States is looking to stay 
and be the number one team in North America in CONCACAF. And given the results over the summer, they can make that claim. But to stay there, guys have to play top-level European football and not be stuck playing in the MLS. Before I get out of here, I want to say, hey, Carly Lloyd is hanging it up. This two-time World Cup champion, one of the best um, female players in United States soccer history. I mean, she's just she was just a quality, talking about a quality goal scorer. That's what Carly Lloyd was. If you go back to the 2015 Women's World Cup that happened in Canada, that uh, World Cup final match that she had where she hit a hat trick, but she will always be remembered for that famous midfield goal that she made as United States went on to just crash Japan uh, in that World Cup final. But Carly Lloyd is hanging it up. Well, much respect to this lady and what she was able to do in her career. That is my time. That is the Clean Sheet Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen. Again, on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me. It's at WWS underscore sports show. On Facebook, my nice podcasting page. Please click the like button so you can get the instant updates when the Clean Sheet Podcast comes out. When the devotional thoughts from um, Bread uh, with um, from Bread of Life Outreach Ministries and also Will Walker's show. I close every podcast the same single way. I close. I close every podcast the same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe. <laughs>